The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them. And we're going to fix them all in the same spot. And this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get text by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. In a thriving society, this is how we think. We think about how are my actions going to set the tone and set the stage for the next group of people who come after me. In a failing society, however, everybody's only thinking about themselves. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOldJay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Are you tired of feeling like a human science experiment with that cabinet full of supplements of junk you're taking every day? Don't even know what it is. You can't even pronounce half the stuff you're putting in your body. I know you know what I'm talking about. So say hello to AG1. This is a supplement that I take besides protein and water. The only other thing I take your one stop shop for all things health and vitality. It's like having a team of superheroes in a single bottle ready to rescue you from nutrient deficiencies and boost your overall well-being. That sounds good, right? Let me tell you what AG1 is. It's the ultimate multitasker, delivering a powerful blend of 75 vitamins, minerals, and other incredible ingredients all at once. It's like a nutrient-packed smoothie, but without the blender, without the mess, and without that questionable flavor combination that you had yesterday. With AG1, you'll get the nutrients you need without the taste bud turmoil. And any of you who's been taking a lot of stuff, you know what I'm talking about. But hold on, there's more. When you jump on the AG1 train today, you're going to get an epic offer. Here's the offer. Get a free one year supply of vitamin D. That's the sunshine vitamin that keeps your immune system and bones in top shape. And that's not all. You're going to enjoy five free AG1 travel packs with your first shipment 
ensuring that you stay on top of your health game even while you're on the go. And all you got to do is take a scoop of this stuff or one travel pack, eight ounces of water and your shaker bottle, which AG1 will give to you. So this is the simplest, easiest way to get nutrients for your body every single day. You don't need a blender. You don't need ice. You don't have to try random combinations. None of that garbage. Say goodbye to all of that. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first order. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and join the AG1 party for a healthier, happier you. Your taste buds and your body will thank you. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques, all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is, we are a society of quitters. Before we get into this, let me remind everybody, I send out a text message every day, guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point, called Daily Motivation. You can receive that by joining my text community free of charge. All you got to do is text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. Number is down below in the description. Secondly, work on your game, University. That's the only place I do any coaching. Any of you want to work with me directly, there's only one way to do it, and that is by joining me in Work On Your Game University. You can schedule a time to get on a free call with us. We'll find out where you're at, where you want to go, and if we feel like we can help you and you'd be a good fit for us, we'll tell you how that works from there. Again, free of charge, no obligation. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Link is down below in the description. On it out of the way, let's get into today's topic, which is we are a society of quitters. Now, I'm going to frame this episode. This will be another sports related topic, not about sports, but I'll use sports as the frame here because it's what got me thinking about this is there's an NBA player by the name of James Harden. Some of you may be familiar with him. If you're a basketball fan. I know you're familiar with him. Mr. Harden previously played for, he played for a few teams in the NBA, but for a year plus, year or two, year plus, he was a member of my hometown, Philadelphia 76ers. I live in Miami, Florida, but I'm actually from Philadelphia, PA. And he was a member of my hometown Philadelphia 76ers, a team that he only played for because he had demanded to be traded from his previous team, which was the Brooklyn Nets, who he played for for less than a, uh, I don't think he even played a full season with Brooklyn. And he was only playing for Brooklyn because he had demanded to be traded from his previous team, the Houston Rockets, who he had played for for several years and put up amazing stats, some never before done feats, won an MVP award, didn't win any championships but was a, a damn good player, all-star, multiple times, all of that, and basically cemented his Hall of Fame, what will be a Hall of Fame career in his years in Houston. The thing is, James quit on the Houston Rockets. They built the whole team around him. Everything was catered to his whims. He was a very good player, but didn't win any championships. Everything was catered to him. And at one point he said, I feel like this team has gone as far as it can. I don't feel like we have enough to compete and I want to play for someone else. He said that out of his mouth and he was still under contract. As the main guy on the team, still under contract and saying, I don't feel like this team is good enough to compete. That's a, a ridiculous thing for you to say if you're the main person. It's basically you're condemning yourself. And then he said he wanted to play for someone else. That's quitting. He quit. Then he went to the Brooklyn Nets. And for whatever reason, he was unhappy again. He quit. He demanded a trade. 
He goes to the Philadelphia 76ers. He puts up pretty good stats, leads the NBA in assists. His teammate Joel Embiid wins the MVP award. The Sixers flame out in the second round of the playoffs again for the second year in a row. The previous year, they had lost to the Miami Heat in the second round. This year, then the year after that, they lost to the Boston Celtics. Then in the offseason, James Harden demands to be traded. And again, whatever the reason, doesn't even matter. If you're under contract and you're the main guy or the second main guy, which James Harden was in all those situations, and then you demand to not play for that team anymore, you are quitting on your team. He quit three times in a row. And again, this is a guy who's been an all-star for a decade. He will be in the Hall of Fame. He is one of the greatest scorers of all time as far as putting the ball in the basket. The game is literally called basketball. He's really good at that. And he's a player who deserves to be mentioned. 50 years from now, when this era of basketball is discussed, his name should be mentioned somewhere in the conversation. It will not be the first name in the conversation, but it should be mentioned somewhere. All that said, that's objectively giving him his praise. James Harden is a quitter who, as I just explained to you, has quit on three teams while still under contract and being either the main guy or the second main guy. This is not disputable. This is not disputable. He quit. It's not my opinion. It happened. And I want y'all to understand that nothing I'm talking about here is really about basketball. You don't have to be a basketball player to understand what I'm about to talk about here today. I'm simply using the story of Mr. Harden, who some of you, if you're not basketball fans, probably have not heard of this guy. You don't need to. I'm just using his story as a frame for what I'm going to talk about here today. It's a solid reflection of how society these days promotes, condones, and even encourages quitting. Because there are some of you, those of you who are basketball fans listening to me right now, some of you are listening to this and you don't like the fact that I just called a player who you like a quitter. Now, again, I think James Harden is a good player. You could maybe even say against the if you compare him to everyone who's ever played basketball, he is one of the greats. That's why he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. That's what the Hall of Fame should reflect is the great players who have played the game. He will be in the Hall of Fame. He's also a quitter. All right, they're both true. All right, two things can be true at the same time. This guy is a quitter. And despite the fact that he's a quitter, he still has a legion of fans who will defend him tooth and nail to the death. Because on social media, and I told you all X is the only app in which I actually engage in back and forth with random people and engage in comments and all that. I engage in some back and forth with some people about Mr. James Harden calling him a quitter. And there are people who have found ways to say, well, he didn't quit. And well, he's still this and he's still that. And he's made this much money and this and that. People just find different ways to defend this guy. And this is what I mean. This is a reflection of where society is. If someone can just up and quit three times in a row publicly in front of everybody, and they still have people will, who will defend them tooth and nail. And I'm going to share how all of this affects all of us for the worse. That's the topic here today. Point number one. Topic once again is we are a society of quitters. People quitting as soon as something is inconvenient. This is a normal thing. Now. Some of you listening to this, I'm talking about you. People just quit. As soon as something's inconvenient, oh, let me just quit. Let me not work through this. Let me not figure it out. Let me just quit. All right. We live in a generation where swiping left and swiping right, as soon as something is not to our liking, is just normal, accepted, and even encouraged. Let me say that again. We live in a generation where swiping left and swiping right, in other words, let me see the next one. This is just a normal thing to do as soon as something is not to our liking. This has nothing to do with your age range, by the way, because some of you are 50, 60 years old listening to this and you think I'm talking about your kids or those kids out there, but I could be talking about you as well. It could be affecting you just as much as affecting them. There are people in their 50s and 60s who are doing it just as much as someone who's 15 or 16 doing it. Many of us are out there just looking for the next quick fix or the next quick hit. 
the next shot of dopamine to make us feel good for two minutes until we need another shot of dopamine to feel good for the following two minutes. Like many of us are living our lives this way. This is a mindset that if we had to put, again, all elements on trial, social media would be a co-defendant in this court case. Social media has exacerbated this, but I'm not going to blame social media. It's conditioned people to do this. But again, I can't put it all on social media because social media is just a, a thing. It's an inanimate platform. It doesn't do anything on its own. It only does things as people use it. So many of us who use social media have not fallen subject to this, but many people who use it have fallen subject and social media has helped them fall. You get it? And some of us are slaves to this quitting mindset, this next, 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 next. Let me find something that can give me that dopamine rush for the next two minutes mindset. And again, I'll call social media a gateway drug to the mindset of quitting. But again, I'm not going to say social media makes people quit. It can't make you do anything. All right, you choose to use it. I will call it a gateway drug to quitting. Anytime you want to hit, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to stick to anything longer than you want to. And that's where this quitting mindset takes root. Because I'm looking on Facebook. I don't see anything there. All right, let me go on TikTok. I got any notifications? No, let me go on Instagram. Let me see what's there. No, let me go on. Let me check my email. No, let me check my text messages. All right, let me check my disappearing chat messages. All right, there's something. Somebody's messaging me there. All right, now I got my dopamine hit. You're like a drug addict. Now you're like a drug addict. Going from corner to corner to corner, trying to find someone who will give you your next next shot, your next hit. That's how many of you use social media. Think about it. And this is where the quitting mindset comes in, because you can't stay in anything long enough to deal with the monotony, the inevitable monotony of the process to actually get to a worthwhile outcome. Any worthwhile outcome in life, there is some pain you're going to have to go through. I put a whole frame around this concept in my book called The Third Day, which if you don't have, you can get it by going to thirddaybook.com. If you're watching on video, it's this book that I'm pointing to right here, this red book. And again, the book is called The Third Day, The Decision that Separates the Pros from the Amateurs. You can get that book for free. Just cover the shipping by going to thirddaybook.com. You know what is the biggest thing that separates the high level performers from everyone else out there? It is not talent. It is not hard work. It is not resources. It is not knowledge. It is not skill. It is the fact that they have a process and a strategy for how to show up and give their best effort, even on the days when they don't feel like being at work. Has any of you ever had one of those days? Is any of you having one of those days right now? That day is called the third day. We put a label on it and we describe exactly what it is in my new book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs. In this book, I will not only describe to you what the third day is, but I will help you create a formula for yourself for you to show up and give your best effort, even on those days when you don't even feel like going to work. In that book, you're going to become a professional and no longer be an amateur. I'll give you a free copy of it. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Again, thirddaybook.com. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is we are a society of quitters. Number two. Everything I'm saying here is not to say that there's never a time for quitting. Now, there actually is a time in life to quit. I did a whole episode on this show explaining to you when you should quit in life. It was episode, I know I did one at the very beginning of the show, episode number two, when the show first launched in 2016, when it is time to quit. And yes, there is a time to quit. Episode 745, why you need to quit right now. Episode 992, I told you what to do when you feel like quitting. You can go either way with that one. Episode number 1706, Secret Frustration Strategy to Push Yourself to Action and Not Quit. Episode 1756, How to Come from Behind and Never Quit When Things Look Bad. 
Episode 2102, what is your IQ? Which stands for I quit. What has to happen in order for you to quit in your life? Episode 2381, I told you that quiet quitting is for losers. So any of you has ever engaged in quiet quitting, that was a loser behavior. doesn't mean you are personally a loser, but maybe you are. But that activity of quitting quietly, that's a loser behavior. All right, period. There is a time to quit, despite all that that I just said. I have quit jobs. I have quit people. I have quit habits. And I think many of you have done the same three things. It's the thing is we can't quit everything just because there's work involved or and or just because it's not as easy as you thought it would be. That's not a good enough reason to quit anything. And this is what people are doing these days. As soon as something is not going the way that maybe you thought it would go or it's not as easy as it looked from the outside, people just go look for the next thing that might be a little bit easier than that thing. This is the very reason why I wrote my book called The Third Day. The Third Day is about not the situation when you realize that things are not happening. I mean, it's that moment when things are not as easy as you thought they would be. But the third day is really about the decision that you make in that moment. It's not about the moment itself. It's about the decision. What are you going to do now? Now that you see it, it's not as easy as you thought it would be. And now you get to make the decision as to whether or not you'll continue to show up and work through it or you're not going to continue to show up and work through it. Now, let me tell you the subtitle of the book. Again, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs. The pros are the ones who make the decision to keep showing up. The amateurs are the ones who keep going from one thing to the next, looking for the next easy thing and staying at the easy thing until it's no longer easy and they go do something else. So here's the key idea, folks. Anything that is worth acquiring in your life, anything that is worth acquiring is not going to be easy forever. You have to go through the hard days in order to get to the good stuff. Many people have never achieved anything in their lives worth achieving. And the reason why is because they don't stick to anything long enough to work through the rough patches. They only want to work with something as long as it's easy. As soon as it's not easy anymore, they don't want to do it anymore. And this is why many people have a talent, potential, and ability that never sees the light of day or never comes to full fruition, never goes into full bloom because you're not willing to do the hard stuff. You're not willing to be disciplined. You have no mental toughness. You don't stick to anything long enough. You only want to stay with it when it's easy. And this is why we have a plethora of amateurs in the world and we have so few professionals. Because a professional is not just about your job title or not having the closest parking spot to the building or a corner office or a business card or putting a suit on. Being a professional is about showing up and doing your job every time, regardless of how you feel. Most people don't do that. And this is why most people are amateurs by definition. And if you want to be a professional, the key thing is you have to be committed enough that you're willing to show up even when you don't feel like showing up. Doing the job even when you don't feel like doing the job. You can do that. Now you are eligible to be a professional. Have you ever wondered why so many people have big goals and big dreams for themselves and they work hard every single day, yet they never reach their goals? You ever wondered about that? I have. And I found out the reason why this happens is because most people never ask themselves a key third question, which is, who do I need to be while I'm doing what I'm doing so that I can have what I want to have? You see, if you never fix your mindset and the way that you're thinking about a situation and the way you think about yourself and the way you see yourself in the mirror, then it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter what you want. You will never get there because you simply have an inaccurate formula. I wrote the book called The Mirror of Motivation, which addresses this first question. Who do I need to be? And when you answer that question, then when you do what you need to do, it will produce the outcomes of you having what you want to have. If that sounds like it might be the missing link in your process. And let me let you know. It is the missing link in your process. Go to mirrorofmotivation.com. All you do is cover the shipping and I'm gonna give you a free copy of that book physically mailed to your doorstep. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. So you can be who you need to be 
then do what you need to do. And then you're going to have what you want to have in your life. Mirrorofmotivation.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is we are a society of quitters. Number three. Everyone is just focused on themselves and what's in it for them without considering who it affects and how it affects them. Now, let me talk about this in a way. I want to talk about this in a way that will reflect it back to you. And it's not just about you being this altruistic person who's just thinking about the future generations. Some of you naturally think like that, but many people do not naturally think like that. As a matter of fact, I don't naturally think like that. However, I still have this point here and I'm going to explain. When you get an opportunity and you suck at that opportunity, you know what you just did? Not only did you blow your chance, but you made it that much harder for the next wave of people who come from where you came from, look like how you look, have a similar background. You made it that much harder for one of them to get a chance because you sucked when you got your chance. So you're a female. We give a female a chance in a place where females normally don't get a chance and you're trash. You made it that much harder for the next female to ever get a chance because we tried it with a female once and look what she did. And we ain't gonna make that mistake again. If you're black, if you're gay, if you're young, if you're old, if you're from this background or you're from this community and you suck, you made it that much harder for the next person who fits your profile to get the same opportunity that you got because you blew it. Because you fumbled the ball. Now nobody else will even get a chance to carry the ball. Because of you. You see, when the quality of your work is trash, also, there's an additional point. When the quality of your work is trash, the next generation, meaning your kids, they have to live with the trash that you created. If your work is trash, your kids got to clean up your mess that you left. One thing that I can say, I can say many things, but I'm going to say one here today about the older generation, quote unquote, let's say people who are my parents age. I'm 41 years of age today. When I'm recording this, my parents are in their 60s. One thing I can say about that generation is that they made decisions based on the furthering and bettering of the whole. Even if they didn't always talk about it overtly, they made decisions based on the bettering of the whole, the betterment of all right, how is the next generation going to be set up based on what I do right now? That's how they thought. That was the natural mindset of that generation of people. Not just about what they could get for themselves. This generation, the generation that I'm in and younger generations, people 25, 30 years of age. And I'm not saying each one of you individually. I'm saying as a group in mass. Think a lot more about yourself than you're thinking about the group. And you're thinking about how is this going to help the next wave? What I'm doing, how is this going to reflect on everybody else? This current generation is not do this. What are we doing? I'm talking about all of us. If you're age 40-ish or younger, what are we doing? Maybe five or six years ago on the show, I talked about how as a professional speaker, as a black male professional speaker, I know that for me to get on a stage, I got to be a lot better than some middle-aged white guy in order to get on the same stage as him. I know that I need to. And I didn't say that as some type of woe is me thing or a negative thing or that the industry needs to change to suit my desires. I'm not saying it for any of those reasons. I'm saying it as an absolute truth of the professional speaking business. I remember years back, I was talking to a woman. She was a speaker manager. Her job was basically she had a stable of speakers who she worked with slash for, and she would go and get them booked on stages to do speaking gig. And I was speaking to her because I was thinking about, we were talking about her possibly representing me to do the same thing. And the first thing she said to me, because she her, her stable was a lot of females. She represented a lot of women. And she said, well, Dre, the first thing I'm going to tell you is that the professional speaking business is made by and for middle-aged white men. So all the ladies who I serve, they're going to, they're fighting an uphill battle. And if I was to serve you, 
you're fighting an uphill battle too, simply because you ain't no middle-aged white man. And that's who the speaking business is created for. She was 100% correct. And I was 100% correct when I said it then, and I'm still correct as I say it now. That does not mean it's impossible for me to get on the stage. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have a conversation with someone today who is interested in having me on their stage, and we're probably going to figure it out. So it's not impossible for me to get on the stage. What I'm saying is it's a little bit harder because the game ain't designed for me to win. The game is designed for a certain type of person from a certain background to win. That's just what it is. Not a knock on if I got any middle-aged white men who are speakers listening to this. I'm not knocking you. I'm just laying out the truth. If I'm wrong, let me know. So again, I said this five or six years ago. I understand this is connected to my point here. Then when I do get on the stage, if I do well, I make it that much easier for that organization who might be headed by a middle-aged white man who decided to take a chance on me, youngish black guy. I made it that much easier for that organization to hire the next black guy who wants to get on stage because the last black guy they gave a shot to, he was damn good. So the last black guy was that good. The next one might be good too. So let's, let's see. These black guys might actually be good. And the first person who goes, they set the tone for everybody else. It also means the audience. Listen, the audience at this place, because a lot of times in the speaking business, people go to events over and over and over again. They have these events every year. Many people have events over and over and over again, maybe different locations, maybe different things, but it's the event. Every year, it's the events that they have. So the audience needs to be open too. The audience might not be used to seeing a black guy get up on the stage in this position. But if I get up there and I do a good job, well, now they'll be open to the next black person who shows up because right, the last guy was good. All right, let's get a guy shot. But if the last guy was trash. They're like, all right, why don't we just go back to what we're used to? I also understand that if I suck and I'm trash, I make it that much harder for the next black person to get a shot. See, it's not just about me. And in a thriving society, folks, this is the way people think. In a thriving society, this is how we think. We think about how are my actions going to set the tone and set the stage for the next group of people who come after me? In a failing society, however, everybody's only thinking about themselves. So even if you're the type of person who doesn't naturally think about how are my actions going to reflect on the next person, next person, next person, they're going to reflect whether you want them to or not, whether you're thinking about it or not. Because you're setting expectations in the minds of the people who experience you of what someone else who fits your profile might do next time and whether they even get a shot, let alone, you know, let's just say whether they get a shot, period. Point number four. Today's topic, once again, is we are a society of quitters. Number four, focus is a force multiplier. I told you this in episode 1193. When we live in a society where nobody focuses on or sticks to anything, the quality of everything diminishes. If you like to reach the peak of your powers in any aspect of your life, you need to stick to it long enough for your forces to multiply and your powers to reach their highest point. If you would like to reach the peak of your powers in any aspect of life, you need to stick to something for long enough for your force to multiply and for your powers to reach their peak. Your powers cannot get to their peak if you keep changing your mind and going from one thing to the next. You got to stick around something long enough for it to work. I know a lot of people, both male and female, who are in their 40s who want to have kids but do not have kids. And the main reason why they don't have kids is because they haven't stayed in a relationship long enough to feel comfortable having children with that other person, whoever that other person may be. And the sad reality is many of them will end up not having kids at all, even though some of them want to have kids because they never solved this problem. There was a time limit on it. I'm using that just as an example here, a frame of reference for the fact that 
there is not a lot of stick to itiveness going on in our society. It doesn't mean you should stay in a relationship with someone who you don't like, you know, just because of what you heard on Dre's show. I'm just using it as an example. We need more stick to itiveness in our society. It will lead to higher quality performance, higher quality results. It will make for a better generation for the next wave of people. I think most of you listening to this either have kids or will have kids. Even if you don't, you care about the next wave and what it looks like, right? And many of you are going to be around 20, 30 more years, and you're going to experience the next wave, whatever it happens to be. So you will probably want it to be quality, right? Because you got to live through it. And the sad reality is we got a lot of people who quit so easily and so quickly and so flippantly that the quality overall, what we're producing is low because of this. So we need some people to stand up one at a time, those of you listening to this, and let's just bring the quality back of what we're doing. All that said, let's recap today's class, which is we are a society of quitters. Again, I use the example of James Harden, who is a Hall of Fame basketball player, uh, highly uh, respected with a lot of fans, player, and going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's technically not in it yet, but this guy has quit. Last three teams to quit on him, and he still has people saluting him and supporting him and being big fans of his and just dancing around the fact that he has consistently quit on his team, even though he's the main guy, even though he was still on the contract. And this is endemic of where we're at. Point number one, people quit as soon as something is inconvenient. We live in a generation of swiping left and swiping right. Nobody sticks to anything long because they know they can always just go to the next thing. Number two, this isn't to say that there is not a time for quitting. There is a time for quitting in life. I've quit people. I've quit habits. I've quit jobs. Is that we can't quit everything just because there's work involved. If you're quitting, you need a framework for why you're quitting. In those episodes that I referenced earlier here, they're all down listed below in the description. You need to go listen to those so you know that framework for when to quit and when not to. Number three. Many people these days are just focused on themselves and what's in it for them without considering who it affects and how. Understand every action you take now is going to affect the next wave that comes after you. Whether they're your kids, whether it's somebody else's kids, the society is affected by what this current group does because we're going to either make it better or make it worse for the next group. There is no neutral in life. You're either building or you are destroying. So what are you doing with your habits and your actions on a daily basis? Are you making things better and moving yourself forward or are you staying stagnant and going backwards? Text me, see you in my text community. My number is 305-384-6894 and workonyourgameuniversity.com. It's the only place to be coached by me, only place to work with me directly. Get access to our full frameworks on mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. Again, at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre, all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. Are you tired of risking your health with every sip of water that you take? And you are doing that if you're drinking tap water or plastic bottle water. So don't worry about any of that anymore because we got the perfect solution for you. Introducing AquaTrue, the ultimate water filter that guarantees you clean filtered water every single time. Gone are the days of worrying about contaminants in your tap water because AquaTrue has your back. With its advanced filtration technology, it removes 99% of over a thousand contaminants. We're talking lead, mercury, even microplastics. Not only does AquaTrue keep you hydrated, but it also ensures that you stay healthy. Why drink water that could potentially harm your body when you can have peace of mind knowing that every drop you consume is pure and clean? 
So this fantastic feature that AquaTrue has is its sleek and compact design. Unlike those bulky and unattractive water filters, AquaTrue fits perfectly in any kitchen, saving you precious countertop space. So who says staying healthy can't be stylish? But hold on, let's address one more thing if we had to dig deep. Some users have noted that AquaTrue requires periodic filter replacements, but honestly, is that really a big deal when you consider the multitude of benefits it provides? I don't think so. So why wait? Take control of your water quality today and experience the wonders of AquaTrue. Not only will you be sipping on refreshing and clean water, but you'll also be safeguarding your health and the health of your family with every glorious gulp. Don't miss out on this life-changing opportunity. Order your AquaTrue now at workwhenyourgame.com slash AT for AquaTrue. Workwhenyourgame.com slash AT and drink confidently. AquaTrue cannot prevent you from becoming the superhero you've always dreamed of being, but it can keep your water superhero level clean. Again, that's workwhenyourgame.com slash AT. Do you know what the number one key is for you to advance and get to a higher level from where you are right now? It is not for you to work harder, wake up earlier, or go to sleep later. No, it is for you to get the right insight. In other words, to ask yourself the right questions. These questions are usually questions that you don't have the answer to, but dealing with those questions opens the door for you getting to that next level that you want to reach. How do you get help with this? By getting coaching, by getting around other people who can see things that you don't see, who have perceptions and insights that you don't have. This is why coaching is as valuable as it is. And this is why higher level performers always invest in coaching. The best way you can do that from here is to go to work on your game university.com. That is the only place I offer coaching. The only place I work with anyone directly. If you just go to work on your game university.com, you can see all your options for getting involved with us and engaging and having someone coaching you so that you can take yourself to that next level again through insight, not just through effort. Again, it's work on your game university.com.